Welcome to the Empowered Ladies Podcast, helping women heal and reactivate the goddess self through connection, collaboration, and contribution. The spot for self-development, interviews, and transformation. Oh, dang. (laughs) So welcome to the Empowered Ladies Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. It's your girls, Cass and Shelby. Cass here. I'm your uh, trauma-informed yoga instructor. I love to help women overcome the effects of trauma with somatic and embodiment practices. And Shelby over here. And I am the goddess coach. I help women step back into their goddess selves and just live a more authentic life and aligned with their soul truth. So that's right, goddesses. That's right. We are so (laughs) excited to be chatting with you all this evening, whenever you're listening in the world. Mm -hmm. And we have a very special guest today, Kelly Rolf. Am I saying that correctly? Perfectly. Yay, Yay. from Ontario, (laughs) Canada. And Kelly, if you would just, in your own words, introduce yourself to our audience, that would be amazing. Yes, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Kelly Rolf, and I am a life and business coach. Um, but I'm actually way more than that. It's uh, It's been a journey to get me to where I am. But currently, my greatest mission is to help women really just channel their inner power, bring it back into the forefront of what they do. And also, I'm a self-love warrior. I've been teaching self-love for five-ish years in the industry. And so mm-hmm. it's always really pivotal. But I love to mold you know, the self-love world and the inner power of where we're headed into this beautiful package. So it doesn't really wow. fit in the life and business coach quotations, um, <laughs> but, that's, <laughs> but that's what I do. And that's my mission on this earth. Wow. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you for that introduction. And yeah, we're so excited for this. We are kind of in the same industry. We are in the same branding, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so excited to talk with another like-minded woman. Yeah. And so I would love to know what makes you feel the most empowered. Like, when do you feel that? How do you feel that? Oh, so this, I love this question. I think when you, when, when you ask it, my whole body tingles a little bit. Cause I'm like, Oh, this Ooh, is so loaded. Yeah, it's such a loaded question. Where do I begin? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think I'll I'll just share how I started to self-empower myself way back in the day when my journey began. I really didn't know what empowerment meant or that I had the power within me to, to kind of take my life in a different trajectory. And I was going through a super rough time in my life. And I just kind of kept saying to myself, like one step in front of the other, one step in front of the other. That's, that's all we got to do. And what I realize now in hindsight is that I was empowering myself to really step into my fear. And I was empowering myself to kind of change things, change my narrative and change my internal dialogue and change my external world. And I didn't have the language for it then, but I realized that that's precisely what I was doing as I was self-empowering me to just keep going. And so when you ask that question, that's what comes up for me. What I really feel is the greatest empowerment of my life uh, then and now is when I feel the desire to do something that feels so out of my real life realm and I chase it anyways. You know, it's that one step in front of the other. And every time I reach a new milestone, I'm like mind blown at what I've accomplished. Mm. 
I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And we can't grow at all without that, right? Just putting one foot in front of the other one day at a time, one step at a time. And then once we get there, fucking doing it again, (laughs) right? Allowing yourself to be amazed. Like, I love that you acknowledge that in yourself and that you actually celebrate yourself. I think that's a really important step too. Yeah. I think that's been probably the greatest change in in my business and, um, in my expansion in the last 12 or 13 months last year or so is taking the time to celebrating, celebrate myself, celebrate the milestones, celebrate the daily wins. Um, and ironically, I just continue to quantum leap within that celebration. It's been crazy cool. Mm, That's right. I want to ask what's one of your more recent ones that you can think of that you, you know, overcame something amazing and you bashed through your fear and did something new. What's a recent one? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I would say that it's, it's behind the scenes of my life in my real life. Um, I'm a mom of two littles and it's been a real challenge to navigate mom life in a pandemic and also continue to thrive in my business. So I feel like every day is like an hour by hour accomplishment um, (laughs) of like dividing myself into so many different pieces, but also not losing momentum in my business, not losing sight of my vision um, and not losing sight of the kind of mom I want to be. So it's been a real challenge, but also I probably celebrate getting through each day, every day. (laughs) That's great. As you should, as you should. Oh my God. It's hard enough being a parent. And then through the pandemic, I have an eight-year-old son, Cassier. (laughs) I never know if people can tell our voice apart, but um, I think so. Or if they know our voices well enough to tell who we are. (laughs) I'm a dork. Okay. But yeah, I have an eight-year-old son too. And yeah, it's like, you got to take them to all the things if they are going places or um, entertain them somehow if they're stuck at home, right? And not lose your integrity the whole time. It's so true. And like yeah. my daughter is almost 10. And so she's a little more self-sufficient and in, in, in terms of keeping herself busy and, and navigating okay. her at home learning. Um, but my little guy is not even three and he's a wild oh, one. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. trying to like help her with school and keep him from literally climbing walls while, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been, it's been quite a journey. It's pretty hilarious, but also <laughs> I celebrate myself on the daily, (laughs) right? From the outside, it looks pretty funny. (laughs) Um, But we also see you doing your thing from the outside as well. But thank you for that honesty too. And just the raw authenticity. So thank you for that. Thank you. And excuse if anybody hears my stomach growling. (laughs) (laughs) It is uh, 1 p.m. here. I don't know if it is the same for you up there. Um, No, it's four here. (laughs) At lunchtime, you're almost dinner time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) so yeah back to your work and how you do things how Mm -hmm. do you empower women what what is your favorite way to empower women and what does that look like for you especially in your work as I know Um, it's very transformative yeah it is I I think that I've really embodied a methodology that allows them to look inwards instead of externally for the answers and I think that yeah 
you know, allowing women to really truly believe that they're capable of transforming their lives today, right here, right now is it's an incredible feeling as a coach, but it's, it's such a beautiful thing to watch happen. You know, I empower them to really see themselves for who they are, for the magical beings that they are, for the strengths they have, for really just channeling the inner power. We do a lot of inner child healing. I think that's such a a pivotal piece, but beyond the healing, we do a lot of inner child connection and recognizing the link between her, who she was as a child and who she is now and how together they're just such an incredible powerhouse. And I always find that when they can really, truly remember the purity of joy that they had in their life as a child that they created for themselves, the things we love to do, you know, whether it's dancing or singing or writing, all of those beautiful things that little girls encompass in their pure joy and their purity, we kind of lose as we grow. And so bringing them back, bringing women back to the place of purity and, and unleashing some of that internal power and, and the divine feminine that they've always had inside of them. They're able to really step into a new belief about who they are and a new belief about what they're capable of. And, you know, oftentimes the transformation is kind of immediate because they just kind of are like, Oh yeah, I remember her. I remember Mm -hmm. her and she's still there. And then we do a lot of confidence building, self-love strategy, but it's such a beautiful expansion within them. And then within my containers to see them kind of exude self-love and exude confidence and, and just bring themselves back to center to the magical divine feminine beings that they always were. They just forgot. Mm, That's right, girl. Take us to church. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I agree 100% with everything you just said. I love that you incorporate so much inner child healing into your work as well. I think both of us think that's so important as well. Um, Even on our goddess activation hikes, we do like a inner child tree or an inner child like Mm. place to play. And we think it's so important for that connection to happen. Mm -hmm. And we're not given in society like a a place to do that or any space to do that even. So I think that's beautiful. Thank you. I think it's beautiful that you guys do that in your work too. It's such an interesting thing, especially as women. And especially when we're talking about feminine energy, the goddess energy, society kind of suppresses that in us from such a young age that we don't even know that she's in there. Oh yeah. We have to be a lady. Right. And we have to do all the things we have to work. We have to be mom, but wait, but wait, you have to be the stay at home mom who doesn't work, but wait, you have to be the mom that does work. And you have to be sexy and And cool. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be sexy. Right. You have to be sexy and cool, but don't be too sexy and don't be too cool and don't be too loud and don't be too much and don't be too successful. Right. It's such we're suppressed for so long that when we finally are at this crossroads in our life where we're like, we can't, I just can't do this anymore. I don't feel good on the inside. I don't know how to change the outside. I don't know why I'm filled with resentment. I don't know why I feel this way. I did all the things they said I should do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then we have to kind of go through this 
process of grieving around what they said you should do wasn't in alignment with who you really are and finding permission within ourselves to just say, screw societal's bullshit expectations. Let's just come back to center to who we are and what we love and who, what we love about ourselves and what we desire for our lives. And it's crazy how, how quickly the connection between the inner child and where we are today, when we can mold them together, how quickly things can shift. Mm, that's right. That's so true. Once the inner child feels safe and once mm-hmm. we can like make a connection between the goddess self, right. And the inner child, yeah. Um, we feel safe to come out and play and to do what we need to do and to let that inner um, divine feminine, right? That like chaos and that, yeah, um, yeah that girl that just dances Messy with the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can let her out. And we call that the true goddess self too. Like, you know, at being able to activate the goddess power within. So that sounds um so similar to what we do. And I love it. And I would like to know, how does this, how do you form this container? Is it through one-on-one work through group or how do you do that? So both, um, I do have a one-on-one, you know, set of beautiful clients that we hold space to go super, super deep in that. And, and also a lot of my one-on-one clients are business women, entrepreneurs, really looking to scale. And we do, when we bring in the inner child, when we bring in the feminine energy and, and match it with the business strategy, the expansion is crazy in their life and their business. And then I have group coaching containers that are really targeted to meet all women's needs within, you know, I'm, I'm currently launching my signature program, which is love yourself fiercely. And so that is really about connecting with the inner child and then learning the, the, really clear self-love strategies to implement along with that connection to strengthen your self-love journey, to start your self-love journey, to, you know, get more connected with self. And then, um, I have my Facebook community where I really just pour love and light into them on the regular. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so that brings us to our next question, I think, especially when it comes to like your group setting. So what do you think about the concepts of collaboration, connection, and contribution versus competition? Oh, I love this question so much. Um, I, I truly believe that connection, community, collaboration, contribution, all of it, it with, with pure intention of women connecting and women inspiring each other and empowering each other is truly, it's truly how we change the world. It's how we rise as women. It's how we rise as entrepreneurs. It's how we change the trajectory of the suppression of women. Uh, You know, my mission on this earth is really not to just change the narrative for me and for my daughter, but for you and your daughters and their daughters and really just allow feminine power to rise again. And I think we can only do that when we're in connection, when we're in contribution. I, I firmly believe that competition is really just disempowered women filled with fear who aren't connected to self. That's right. I couldn't have explained it any better myself. (laughs) (laughs) This is our motto too. (laughs) Yeah. 
That was great. Yeah, I love that. It it totally is going to change the world if we can learn to work together and empower each other. And yeah, just nip this thing of suppressing each other in the butt. We have enough of that from society, from men, from yeah. fucking the world. And there's Absolutely. more than enough resources in the universe for all of us. You know, it's not yes. like what she has, I can't have. It's Absolutely. Both, both of us can Absolutely. have it. You know, it's great. So that's yeah. my take on competition. Also, <laughs> it's loaded just from fear. That's what it stems from. Insecurities yeah. and judgment of yourself and of the other person. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you were just talking about like too much this or too much that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's how competition starts. I think with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's and too I think, skinny. oh, she's too fat. Oh, she's too loud. She laughs yeah. too much. <laughs> she likes too much rap music. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that when we talk about universal law, the more we actually connect in a genuine, authentic way, the more we actually collaborate with solid intention, all of us expand at the most incredible rapid rates. It's when we're disempowered that it's like, it takes forever to get where you're going. She might rise, but she, you know, her expansion is going to take a much longer time as a disempowered woman than if she just truly allowed herself to heal the sister wound, truly Mm. allowed herself to be seen by other women and supported by other women. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love it. And in terms of suppressing women, let's talk about patriarchy and toxic femininity, which we kind of touch mm-hmm. on in competition, um, but also toxic masculinity and how all of those kind of create patriarchy and how that just really suppresses us. What are your thoughts on those topics? Oh, well, you're talking to a woman who has some pretty significant father wounds. So for me, growing up, my example was that men aren't to be trusted. It was Mm -hmm. my experience that the men closest to me, I couldn't count on. And so I walked through this earth with this belief that the patriarchy had power over my existence. It had power over Mm -hmm. my abilities. Um, and that in order to not be suppressed by it I needed to revolt and so that clearly obviously caused some conflict (laughs) along the way where where I just revolted and and you know it basically I was like screw you I'll prove to you that you can't stop me and along the way I think I just I there was no respect for the Mm -hmm. masculine or the feminine energy on that path but in terms of um, patriarchy. I just, it comes back to what I said that I believe we've been suppressed for so long and it's been so many generations that through the times we've lost the knowing that the goddess energy and and the feminine power is really truly what keeps human race alive. And so through that suppression, we just, as women started to believe that we didn't have power and now that we're, we're waking as a, as a society, now that femininity is rising again, we're starting to push back to the patriarchy. We're starting to say, 
not, not anymore, except I think when we're doing it from a place of inner power, instead of revolting, we're just changing the trajectory. We're walking in our power. We're walking alongside as community, as sisterhood, and we're showing the rest of the women in the world the way. And so I just believe that if we continue to rise as strong women and continue to show other women what's possible, then really, instead of revolting against the toxic masculine, against the toxic feminine, we're just showing what's possible if we just truly embody and become empowered women. Did that answer your question or did I just talk in circles? No, no. oh my God, you're so clear. You're so amazing at explaining everything. So articulate, I love it. Thank you. I'm like, dang, how, how, what rebuttal do I have for that? Or like, what follow-up? Yeah, so good. Oh, I have to say, though, I love your ambition to just fuck the man. Like, yeah. So great. And I think. Like, not the great, actual man. But. Yeah, no, but it's like, it's a great lesson to learn that revolting is, you know, kind of pushing the pendulum all the way to the other extreme. Yeah. And I yeah. love that you've been on both sides. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's like, it always reminds me of that quote that says, it says something like holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I always envision that, right? If we just take the negative energy and the fear and the, and all of the shit we're carrying and we throw it at them, they just (laughs) like, they're, they're already standing on us. Right. Like this, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. But if we walk away, (laughs) right. Right. That's exactly it. And so I always envisioned that when I recognized the patterns that I had around the revolting, around the pushback, the only one who was miserable still was me. The only one who was walking around wounded was me. Yeah. Right. Wounded and triggered and exhausted. Fighting back all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And as women, the feminine, we heal with love. Right. Yeah. So yeah, why can't we use that um, kind of opposite part of the pendulum and uh, swing it the other way, but then find that balance in between, you know, exactly. and I really do think you're right. We are coming to like this different balance of the masculine and feminine. And I mm-hmm. think I really see men healing. I see them expressing yeah. themselves. So it's yeah. like, you know, I know we see a lot of negative out there too, but I want to point out the positive that I want to just kudos to these guys, because oh, yeah. I really do see men becoming more spiritual, more open, um, more, you know, respecting of of the goddess and the woman and damn like you're right we create worlds and we need to start yeah. walking around like we do yeah because we do absolutely <laughs> and i i want to speak a little bit to what you just said about men you know when i really learned about energetics my head exploded first of all because i was like whoa <laughs> what is this craziness that we have control over within ourselves but right, what i yeah. what what i really took away as a woman who lived in her masculine energy for the sake of protection for so long, when I was able to channel my feminine, feel safe in my feminine, my, I am married now. So my partner was able to rise in his masculine, in his, in his healthy masculine. And we're able to find a beautiful dance now of, you know, there are parts of me that still have to show up in my masculine, in my business, in my mothering and in in a lot of different ways. But when I allow myself as a, as a 
in my feminine energy to be seen by him and held by him, he rises in his masculine. And so when we collectively can feel safe in our feminine to show our feminine, be pure in our feminine, be, and again, feel safe and protected as our pure selves, the men around us have space to rise and show up in their masculine to protect us because that's their role. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then we can be open to receiving and letting our guard down. Yeah, Absolutely. Let our magic flow and yeah. that chaos that we talk about, let it be contained by the divine masculine. Like, Absolutely. You know, it doesn't have to be contained with a lid on top, but it's right. that protection and safety that you've been talking about that we don't, we do need it, but it's more empowering when we're able to have both of them at play in whatever yeah. we're doing. Right. Yeah. And that dance she was talking about exactly. in my picture, in my picture, I mean, in my head, I picture <laughs> a man kind of like very loosely, just like holding a woman, you know, they're both sitting. He's like kind of to the side of her, like just loosely his arms around her, like, you know, providing protection, providing stability. But she, um, at the same time, she'll turn around and kind of hold him under her bosom, like, mm-hmm. you know, like protecting him too and allowing him to just holding the space for him to be all that he is as well. Um, yeah, that was such a nice that's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah. And I want to share something really quick too, about being too much in your masculine as a feminine woman. Um, I recently had some stuff going on with the right side of my body. And I was like, I know this means something. <laughs> and later I talked to my friend Rosie and she shed some light on it. She was talking about the feminine and masculine and the balance. And she, it came up that when we are too much in our masculine, we'll have problems with the right side of our body, like acne. Uh, for me, it was acne and gray hair only coming in on the right side of my <laughs> body. Sorry for the men listening, but, um, it is what it is. And it yeah. was so funny. I was like, okay, so I'm operating too much in my masculine again. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not letting it flow. I'm not letting myself receive. I'm not trusting. And yeah, just operating a little too much in, in that way. Um, so that was really funny to me. That's it's funny. interesting how our bodies always tell us, right? Like right. always, <laughs> always the body knows it knows it all. And we just have to listen. That's the hardest yes. part. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And be in touch enough to listen because, you know, yeah. as we all know, trauma just creates that disconnect from the mind and body. We don't, yeah. we don't want to listen to the body because the body's screaming, oh, you're in danger, run or, <laughs> oh, yeah. or protect yeah. us from this man. And I want to say too, I know we, we probably all have our reasons to, to not feel safe around the masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not that we don't, I, sexual abuse and all kinds of things, I'm sure in our past um, culture in general. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I really see, see that healing and coming into a better balance too. So just thank you ladies for pointing that out for us and for us being able to, um, appreciate that. Yeah. And speaking of mind and body, I think that's a great segue into what Kelly's favorite tips are for self-healing. Yeah. Oh, when, when I had to sit down and think about this, you guys really challenged me. Cause I was like three, oh, yeah. just, just three. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I made them very broad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> awareness I think is, has probably been the most life-changing for me. And it is without a doubt, the number one tool that I help women access for themselves. When we don't understand 
our subconscious programming, when we don't understand the reason we keep doing the same things over and over, the same responses, the same reactiveness, when we don't know where that's coming from, it's in, it's near impossible to shift it because we have to understand ourselves and we have to understand our wounds. And, you know, part of that is the inner child healing. Part of it is the core wound exploration. Where did that begin? Is it yours to carry? Am I still really allowing it to have power over my life? But until you can go there with yourself, within yourself and say, okay, I can see now that I've explored that these are the reasons I still feel stuck in my body and in my emotions. When we can do that, then we can really start to take ownership over my next most important step. And that's forgiveness, forgiveness Mm. for the self forgiveness for others. And a lot of people get triggered when I say forgiveness for others, especially when there's trauma involved, but what's important here to recognize is that it's not, it's not about going to somebody who, who's very much hurt you and, and, uh, and forgiving them. It's about forgiving them within your, yourself, forgiving, right. maybe not what happened, but how you felt and how you carried it through your life. Right. Mm, and that's yeah. the forgiveness for self part is like, it goes back to that quote. I just said, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. If when we don't do the forgiveness work, it's the same thing on the inside. It feels like we've drank poison and we have two choices. We can do some forgiveness work so that we can create healthier habits for healing and for expansion, or we can stay stuck in it. And then we have, it's going to be really difficult to heal really difficult. So forgiveness for self and forgiveness for the parts of you and the parts of your story that really have kept you in, you know, on the hamster wheel of reactiveness, um, doing the forgiveness work is really transformative in order to move into my third step, which is self-love. And that's the acceptance and embracing of the, of all parts of ourselves. It's about, you know, loving all of the parts of us that maybe have served us to this point, but we're also willing to change so that we can live a new way of being. And when I say that, I mean, things like if we've been heavily, heavily in our masculine for the sake of protection. And, and when I work with business women, a lot of the time, this looks like success, right? It's drive, it's ambition, it's success, but underneath the woundedness, it really is self-preservation. It's prove it mentality. It's masculine energy and protection. And so yeah. when, when we can accept that that part of us has really served us well to this point, and now that we're on a healing journey, we can start to decide where we want to go, how we want to be, how we want to feel in our divine feminine and in our business and our life and in our relationships and all parts of us, when we can do that, the self-healing process, when you have all three of those is it becomes a beautiful process versus a hard process. Right. (laughs) Right. It really streamlines it. Um, I love that. Okay. So awareness, 
forgiveness and self-love and awareness. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah, when we bring something to the brain, the brain can now find a way to heal it, to fix it, to find a new way that works better for us. Absolutely. I love that. And that's what that reminds me of. You can't, what am I trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) You can't take others any further than you've taken yourself. And if you're still, yeah what you said the first time I'm pretty sure was right and yeah. I think too what you were saying about <laughs> to bring it all back um yeah, about self-love so. I think that really helps with the forgiveness process as well having the respect for the part of yourself that had responsibility in the trauma um really helps with that forgiveness so <laughs> <laughs> love podcasting right yeah. it's so fun <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I loved I think, how you said that. I, you. I, I just want to piggyback on that really quick. I love how you said, you know, it served us. Those right. parts of us served us to, to get through the trauma, to persevere in spite of the trauma, to find resiliency in our body and in our emotional state. And when all those parts are combined into a beautiful package of self-healing, it's like, it really, truly, I just envisioned like this, this rose opening up this rose blooming. And there's just such respect for the self and the journey. And I, there's nothing I love more than, than being alongside and watching a woman go through that expansion. Oh yeah. A rose has to have its thorns. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I would love for you to just share any way that our listeners can connect with you more, um, where can they find you? Well, the gram is my jam. So I'm most <laughs> active there <laughs> and you can find me at Kelly Rolf coaching. And then you can also find me on Facebook. Same thing, Kelly Rolf. Um, I come right up. And then if you want to hear more about my journey, you want um, to hear more about my self-love strategy. I do have my own podcast and it's called love yourself fiercely. And I would love for your listeners to check it out if they feel called to do so. Yes, Yes, please. And please, uh, we'll send you a follow-up email and get that link as well. But, um, tell us a little bit more about this gift that you're giving our listeners. You're confident as fuck masterclass replay. Yeah. (laughs) So I just ran this, um, masterclass on Monday, confident as fuck. And it, was pure magic. And it was just such a beautiful way to embody pretty much everything we talked about here today and put it in a a good short amount of time so people can walk away ready to be confident as fuck. So that replay is out and available. The link that I'm hoping you guys put in the show notes, they can click on that, fill out the page and the replay will be automatically emailed to them. So they will have access to that immediately. Perfect. Yes. That will be in the show notes for everyone. Yes, for sure. As well as your uh, social link. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And all of your insight and wisdom. Really enjoyed this chat. Um, It was so beautiful to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to our listeners. Thank you to Kelly. And that wraps it up. We will see you guys soon. Bye. See you every Friday for more lifestyle, empowerment, and spirituality. Follow us on all social media at Empowered Ladies Events. Till next time, goddesses.